Good evening, everyone. My name is Alan. November Zero, Zulu Foxtrot Golf. Welcome to the Reflected Podcast. We're going to try something new, I guess. Something a bit easier, maybe. I don't know. There's mainly something different, I suppose. Instead of your standard video uh, and whatnot. Uh, what are we going to talk about here? Well, we can talk about pretty much anything, I guess. Um, you know, electronics or ham radio related or whatever, whatever suits our fancy, I guess, I suppose. It's possible. We're going to keep it off the cuff, I suppose. Um, we'll talk about this, we'll talk about that. Probably try to keep it to around a half an hour. Plus or minus an hour or so. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah. I'm not sure what we were going to talk about tonight. I mainly wanted just to uh, uh, make our introductory recording, I guess, if you will. Um, and kind of explain uh, what we were going to attempt to do here. So... Um, yeah, I guess stay tuned. Uh, if a uh, audio podcast is more to your liking instead of a uh, video format, then I guess it's all right. So that's what this is going to be for. I uh, I found myself doing a lot of the talking head videos anyway, so why not do it this way? Then there's no video editing, which is fantastic for me. So, uh, as little effort as possible. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So anyway, I, you know, I figured we probably should talk about something useful tonight. I don't know. Um, I guess the weather was nice today. I mean, it, it finally got above freezing. Um, in all honesty, it was uh, actually a pretty nice day out. It got up to like, you know, 30 degrees freedom. So. Uh, I guess uh, nicer weather, theoretically, is on the way up here in the frozen north. We're not quite the not uh, quite the Great White North, but I mean, we're <laughs> we can definitely see it from here. So anyway, we're gonna try and keep things positive here as well. We might touch on some more serious topics. I I guess. Um, you know, I, we can probably uh, share some stories about, uh, you know, the my early days in amateur radio. So, um, my history in amateur radio was quite checkered, actually. Um, so much so that it led to me getting out of the hobby uh, almost entirely for, for quite a while, actually. So, uh, hopefully by sharing my experiences... Um, it can help newer hams avoid some of the pitfalls that snagged me. Um, and, uh, hopefully you guys can have a more successful run at it. Um, I am glad to say that I am back and enjoying it, uh, especially now that, uh, uh, the solar cycle is on its way back up. Um, so, I mean, 10 meters is absolutely amazing these days. 
I know when I when I first got into amateur radio, uh, 10 meters just didn't exist. You could uh, fire up your HF rig and tune into 10 meters, and there was just nothing there but static. So it's nice to be able to get on 10 meters these days and hear just signals everywhere. Signal for miles, as they say, for days even. <laughs> oh, boy. So... Um, I don't know. Let's see. Okay. Can, can I think of a short story, I guess, to, uh, relate? Um, okay. Well, let's try it. Let's try this one. We'll, uh, I'll keep this one short. So this was, uh, oh, what was this three years ago? Um, yeah, almost, uh, three months ago now, not three months ago, three years ago. So, you know, as part of amateur radio, I do, uh, a lot of stuff for Skywarn, and especially now that I'm on the fire department here in my little town that I live in, um, I do a lot of weather spotting for them as well. So, uh, in the early days of this for me, like I said, about three years ago, I went out, uh, you know, we were going to get some, some interesting weather that night and, uh, um, you know, I was watching the radar and, and, uh, things looked like they were going to get interesting. So I did my, my usual routine. I got all my equipment ready to go and packed up my truck and we headed out, uh, west of town here. I have my usual perch about five miles west of the town that I live in. You know, I kind of, I like to act as the early warning system, I guess, uh, for, for the little, t little town I live in anyway. And, um, uh, uh, you know, storm spotting isn't, you know, like you see on TV, you know, it's not like the movie Twister. It's, uh, it's actually considerably boring 90% of the time, you know, you're sitting out there in your vehicle watching it rain, you know, maybe you get a little bit of wind and some lightning, uh, but for the most part, it's pretty benign, especially up here, this part of the country anyway. But every once in a while, things can get interesting. So I went out to my, my usual perch, and uh, I wasn't there for maybe 20 minutes. And I see the first definite signs of rotation. You know, we have a very low-hanging wall cloud. Things are starting to rotate. You know, I grab, I grab the mic of my, uh, my Motorola XT, uh, XTL 2500 in the truck, and I call for the National Weather Service office uh, that's... Uh, just about uh, 15 miles away north of me. And uh, keep in mind, there had been an official Skywarn activation uh, by this time already. And uh, uh, so I, I fully expected there to be somebody at the other end, you know, at the weather service office, a fellow ham radio operator, uh, who was going to be there and, and uh, take the call. But there wasn't. I uh, called, uh, I believe, about four times. And uh, wasn't getting any answer, um, which unfortunately at this time uh, was not that unusual. Uh, the amateur radio scene in my area was, I don't know, uh, less than willing to help, I guess, in those days. Um, I guess is a nice way to put it. Um, I certainly don't mean any ill will towards anyone, but that's kind of how it seemed at the time. And especially in the moment, since I felt fairly abandoned at that moment. So 
I couldn't get anybody at the National Weather Service office. All right, now what do I do? Well, I just picked up my cell phone and I called the National Weather Service office and talked to one of the meteorologists there, gave them uh, my weather report and what I was seeing. Uh, they kindly acknowledged it and, uh, you know, things were that, you know, th that's just the way it was. Um, a few minutes later, I start to see some, uh, you know, some, some dust starting to get kicked up uh, out in one of the freshly plowed fields. And I knew, I knew at that moment that the game was afoot. So, and it wasn't just a few seconds after that, we had an official touchdown and they now had a tornado on the ground. Once again, I picked up the mic to the radio and tried to call for the National Weather Service office and still no answer. Um, by now I have been joined uh, by a volunteer firefighter from the neighboring town. Um, he's watching it along with me. Uh, uh, keep in mind, I'm also on the uh, fire department for the town that I'm in. So I'm on that same Motorola radio talking to dispatch, keeping them in the loop. Uh, he's doing the same for his little town and, uh, and so on. I still can't get anybody at the National Weather Service office. So I pick up the phone again and call them and I give them my report and my location. You know, we have a confirmed touchdown, tornado on the ground. Uh, I told them the approximate direction it was headed and its approximate speed and and uh, we continue to kind of trail it uh, at a very safe distance. Like I said, this isn't like the movie Twister or, you know, this isn't, you know, I'm not Reed Timmer. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to try and uh, punch the core, as they, <laughs> as they like to say, I guess. Um, uh, I, I keep a very respectful and safe distance. You know, uh, getting a weather report certainly isn't worth your life. Um, yeah, you're taking some inherent risk doing what we do, but it's, um, in the grand scheme of things, it's quite, quite minimal, really. Um, so anyway, this tornado is on the ground and it's making its way, um, southeast and, uh, it crosses over the interstate. It's taken out a billboard sign that, uh, leveled a, a small elevator, grain elevator, um, you know, for some of you people who live in a bigger city, it's just, uh, I mean, the grain elevator isn't that structurally sound, I guess. They're, you know, they're giant, you know, tin cans, basically hollow tin cans. These happen to have grain in it. So, you know, when they have grain in them, they're actually uh, quite substantial. But um, this tornado pulled the tops off of them. And once the top is gone, they kind of lose their structural integrity and they kind of collapse. And so those went down and... Uh, the tornado carried on and went over a uh, manufactured home uh, right next to the elevator there and com completely demolished it. Um, and then right behind that was a big uh, storage shed which had some John Deere equipment in it. And the uh, tornado had the the, uh, the winds were were intense enough that it it had moved a a uh, 9,000 series John Deere tractor, big four-wheel drive, had moved it several feet from where it was sitting. Um, so this tornado had gained some significant strength. Um, so uh, both my uh, myself and my uh, my fellow firefighter from the neighboring town, uh, we we did our best. Um, fortunately, there was there was nobody home uh, at the time, which is fortunate. 
so there were no injuries. Um, but during that process, we kind of lost where that tornado had gone. So our, our chase was over at that point. There were a lot of power lines down, um, uh, a lot of debris on the road. So we, we were, uh, we were dealing with that. So, um, but throughout this entire event, I never was able to raise anybody at the National Weather Service office, um, um, and, uh, and, in fact, that entire, that entire weather event, nobody, no, no other amateur radio operators went, even went to the National Weather Service office. Um, later I found out that, uh, there were a few, there were f quite a few of them actually that were listening to the whole thing, uh, over the local repeater, you know, that I was using and, uh, nobody, nobody bothered to, uh, to assist. So, uh, that was pretty disheartening, uh, to deal with that. And that was quite honestly, that was at that moment, I kind of made a decision that I wanted to try and improve things. I wanted to change things for the better. I wanted to modernize some of our equipment because we were, I was also dealing with a lot of, uh, spotty reception, uh, getting into the repeater, which is only a few miles away from where I was at. And, you know, my, that Motorola radio I have is 110 Watts transmit. So I should have no, I should have had no problem getting into it. And, uh, keep in mind, I can get into several other repeaters that are considerably further away than this one, uh, with no issues. So, um, some of this equipment in our area has fallen into disrepair, uh, unfortunately, but yeah. So, um, I guess maybe in the next, maybe in the next, uh, reflected podcast, we'll talk about, um, what I went through trying to modernize and trying to improve our Skywarn system in my area. It's, it's, uh, it's quite frustrating. Um, it's quite deflating. Um, you know, knowing what I know now, you know, had I known then what I know now, I would have taken a completely different approach, you know, um, but we can get into that then. So anyway, um, until then, uh, my name is Alan. Uh, <laughs> I guess you, <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying that. You guys all know who I am by now. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening to the first, I guess you could call it, episode of the Reflected Podcast. We will catch you next time. N0ZFG, out.